Today's scripture reading is taken from the book of Luke. Luke chapter 11. We are reading from verse 5 to 13. Luke 11. Five to thirteen. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend, who has friend, will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, let me three loose, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And his, he will answer from within. Do not bother me, the door is now shut, and my children and my children are with me in the bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is a friend, he is his friend, yet because of his Impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he need. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, received, receives, and the one who seeks, find. And to the one who knows, it will be open, opened. What, what father among you, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who asked him? Hallelujah. This morning we are blessed. And the Lord has prepared the servant of the Lord of, of God, Reverend Dananan. Hallelujah. Let's receive him with a clap offering. Hallelujah. Just rise on your feet and give God this glory, for He is the God. On the mountain is the God in the valley. He's the God in the daytime. He's the God in the nighttime. He's the God in the good times and he's the God in the bad times. And your situation shall not remain the same. For God shall perfect everything that concerns you. I see God turning around things in your favor. The tables are turning in your favor. The tables are turning in your favor. It shall not remain the same. For he has promised that he shall never leave you nor forsake you. And God is faithful. He will stick with you in the storm. He will stick with you in the fire. He is unchangeable. 
and He loves you every step of the way. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you have done. He shall never fail for all the promises of God are yes in Him who lives forever, who sits on the throne of glory, who shall come again in power and in His might. His name is Jesus Christ. Put your hands together for Jesus. I love His name. I love Jesus. He's my healer. He's my redeemer. He's my savior. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's everything to me. He is everything to me. I love Jesus. Katara Brusta Kataya. To you be the glory. Amen. Shall we be seated for a moment? I want to thank the senior pastor, Pastor Fred Debe, for this opportunity of bringing the word of God. Uh, he could have brought a lot of better people, and he has chosen me to bring the word of God. I thank you, sir. I thank Auntie Joanna also. God bless you. Thank you very much. Salute all the deacons, chairman, uh, and all the leaders, deacons. I thank you very much for this opportunity. Shall we give a hand to the musicians, instrumentalists, technicians, ushers, prayer team, everyone. And now give a hand to the Lord Jesus Christ himself, who has made all things possible by whose grace and mercy we have found ourselves still standing and not falling, still supported by his power and his might. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 65 verse 2, O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. And it shall come to pass that before the call I will answer. Hmm. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. And God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. As he said it, and will he not do it? As he promised, and will he not fulfill it? You may be sick and in pain, but as we come, as we gather and hear the word of God today, I want to assure you that the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and he will bring healing to you. For he has said in his word, by his stripes we were healed. You have needs with perhaps list of prayer points, but they will soon be moved to your list of testimonies. You will soon be given testimonies. You may have been pressed down and pushed aside, but kings shall come to the brightness of your horizon, and great people will seek your favor. And instead of shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. Everlasting joy will be yours. Favor overflowing, abundance of blessings and grace shall be yours. Father, we thank you for this morning. We have gathered in your presence and we pray, O oh God, that you speak to us and touch us. We pray, O oh God, that you strengthen us in every way. Revive us, we pray, O oh God. And give us grace to stand in times like this. 
Help us to be bold and courageous in every aspect of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let your amen sound like you really mean it. Let your amen sound like Jesus is in this place. Let your amen sound as if you know that God is on your side. Hallelujah. Today we are looking at an attitude of prayer. An attitude of prayer. And we have read the scriptures. Now after the disciples of Jesus had been with him for some time, they realized that his prayer life had power. And it produced phenomenal results. The blind received their sight, the lame walked, the lepers were cured, the deaf could hear, the dead were raised to life, and the good news was preached to the poor. All who were oppressed of the devil and came to him were healed and delivered. Once the disciples tried to heal a boy with an evil spirit and they could not. But Jesus cast out the demon and healed the boy. The disciples asked him in private, why couldn't we drive this demon out? And he replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. This kind can come out only by prayer. And some versions add by prayer and fasting. People of God, your healing is only a prayer away. Your deliverance is only a prayer away. That job is only a prayer away. That promotion is only a prayer away. Your marriage is only a prayer away. And your miracles is only a prayer away. Look at what is happening in your life. See what is happening in your home. And where is the zeal that you used to have? Where is the fire that used to burn in your bones? Strengthen that feeble hands and steady the knees that give way to sleep. And call on the Lord in prayer. Stand in prayer. And don't let the devil bring you down. The disciples later put away their pride and embarrassment. And the disciples came to Jesus. After they had finished praying one day. And they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. And the master taught them. What has now become what we know now as the Lord's Prayer, which is a model of prayer. Then he went on in Luke chapter 11, verse 5, 13, to teach them the persistence and boldness in prayer. And people of God, on one occasion after Jesus had ascended into heaven, the disciples gathered to pray. And the Bible says in Acts 4, 31, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. These were the same people who were timid, shy, afraid. They gathered together and prayed, and the whole place was shaken. And the Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Today we pray. That everything in your life that is not of God shall be shaken. Things in your home that are not of God, let them be shaken. Things in your business that are not of God, let them be shaken. Things in your children that are not of God, let them be shaken and be moved that God will have his own way. Their prayer life had been radically and supernaturally transformed. 
No more will they live in fear. No longer will they be hindered. Fully yielded to the power of the Holy Spirit, they had become bold and unstoppable vessels in the hand of the Almighty. And with that boldness and prayer, they declared in Acts 4, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. What are you devoting yourself to? Money? Business? Work? What are you devoting your life to? The disciples said, we will devote ourselves to prayer and ministry. Today, as you resolve to devote yourself to prayer, I pray that your prayer life will be radically transformed. May the windows of heaven open for you because of this decision. May you receive uncommon favor. You have celebrated others, but as you make this resolve, may you also be celebrated. You have helped in elevating others, but now you will be elevated. You have congratulated others, but you will be congratulated. No longer will they say, where is your God? For what they have not seen, they will see. What they have not heard, they will hear. What they have not known, they will know. And they will bow and confess that indeed our Jesus is the Lord. People of God, the Holy Spirit has eternally documented several, several prayers in the book of Psalms. Many. And throughout the Bible, there are numerous instances of righteous men and women of God who have who prevailed faithfully and boldly in prayer. They refuse to give up, even in the face of seemingly impossible situations. There are people like Israel and Nehemiah, who in the face of fierce opposition, threats and mockery from Sambalat and Tobiah, courageously and prayerfully led in rebuilding the walls and gates of Jerusalem and brought a revival among the Jews. And the Bible reads in Nehemiah 6, 9 that they were trying to frighten us, thinking their hands would get too weak for the work and it would not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. Nehemiah prayed. He prayed in the face of opposition, in the, in place, in the face of threats. Even to his life, he prayed, Lord, strengthen my hands. They try to frustrate your plans, but you will pray. They try to destroy your marriage, but you will pray. They try to destroy your home, you will pray. They try to destroy your business, you will pray. They try to destroy your ministry, you will pray. If they try to mess up your life, you will pray. If they try to steal your joy, you will pray. But I prayed now. Lord, strengthen my hands. Beloved, the wall was completed in a record time of 52 days. 52 days. And as Aaron and her held up the hand of Moses in the day of battle, may God strengthen your hands in prayer. May God strengthen your hands to do good works, which he had prepared in advance for you to do. May your hands be strong to do exploits for his kingdom with tangible results. May your hands be strengthened to give generously towards the building of his temple. You didn't hear that one. I said, may your hands be strengthened to give generously towards the building of Shashi. 
Your amen is not strong enough. Your amen is not strong enough. May God strengthen your hands to give generously towards the building of his temple, Shashi. May the Almighty God strengthen you to fight the good fight of faith, to finish the race, and to keep the faith. In Jesus' name. People of God, Nehemiah and the Jews finished building the wall of Jerusalem. We all have walls, Jerusalem walls, that we are trying to build and put together in our lives. We all have some Jerusalem walls that we are trying to build and to put together. It could be a struggling business, some difficulty, a chronic health challenge, low self-esteem, attacks from the enemy. We all have adversaries and people who threaten us and want us to go down. But we shall pray. I said we shall pray. People of God, if we humble ourselves and persistently go on our knees like Nehemiah and pray, Lord, strengthen our hands. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist, he will surely not fail us. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm 34, 15, and 17, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. God's ears are attentive to your cry. And the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. And the righteous man may have many, 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 several troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. My brother and my sister, if you pray and cry out to the Lord, he will deliver you from that marriage problem, from those bad dreams, from that immoral person, from lust, from abusive relationships, from drug addiction, from diseases, whatever they may be, in whatever form they may be. He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He will deliver you from all evil. He will deliver your soul. God delivers the righteous from them all. But there are seasons and there are periods of transition into that season. What you do in your transition period determines your worth and impact when your season arrives. During the period of transition, our faith is tested. Our values are challenged. And our capacity is stretched and toughened so that we can thrive in the coming seasons if we remain steadfast and faithful. Transition periods usher us into a new level of spirituality and breakthrough. The question is, how do we know when we are in the transition period? What are the signs that will indicate that we have come into a transition period and something is about to shift in our lives to lift us into our breakthrough, into a new season? Number one, there's a sudden and intense urge to pray. A sudden and an intense urge to pray. Somehow you feel yourself that something is moving you. God is pushing you into prayer. Number two, God's word becomes alive to you. Things that you read in scripture that sometimes you just gloss over. Suddenly they come alive to you and you are able to apply it to your situation. And that is why it's good to know the scriptures. So that the Holy Spirit can pick it from your soul and use it in that situation. When you pray. Using the word of God, 
it is powerful. Number three, the devil seems to have you, the only you, on his attack list. Suddenly, it seems there is attack from the north, south, east, and west. And the last one, true friends are very difficult to find in that season. We need to pray to understand the times and seasons in order to know what to do. Remember David and the men of Ziglag, when they came back, they saw that the army, the Amalekites, they destroyed their city, their town. And his men, David's men, thought of stoning him. But what did David do? He went to God in prayer. And he asked God, what shall I do? And the Lord said, pursue them. You will overtake them and you will recover all. Today, I speak into your life. When you stand in prayer, you will pursue, you will overtake, and you will recover all. Must be like men of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Beloved, in your transition period, may the Holy Spirit strengthen you and develop in you the fortitude in prayer, bold and resilient, let prayer be your steering wheel and not your brakes. You know, you step on the brakes when there's some danger coming. And that is when you step on the brakes. Or there's some cars or something in front of you. Then when you see, then you start stepping on the brakes. But if you let prayer be like your steering wheel, God will direct you. God will move you into the place that you ought to be. When you go on your knees and remove sleep from your face, God will surely, in the daytime, he will not fail you. In the nighttime, he will not fail you. In midnight, he will not fail you. In your challenges, he will not fail you. He is the strong friend who will never leave you because you have developed that communion with him in prayer. It does not matter whether you, you made some bad choices in the past or you were disadvantaged from birth. Once you are alive, it is never too late to pray. Be like Jabez and stand and pray and say, God, that you will bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me and keep me from harm. Be like Jabez and stand in prayer. Remember, Jonah, even from the belly of the wheel, wheel from the belly of the fish, he prayed. And God answered his prayer. No matter where the enemy has put you, when you pray, there will be deliverance for you. Today, anything that has swallowed your prayer life, may it vomit it. I said, anything that has swallowed your health, may it vomit it. Anything that has swallowed your ministry, may it vomit it. Anything that has swallowed your marriage, may it vomit it. Anything that has swallowed your children, may it vomit it. In Jesus' name, we will not give up. We will not give up in prayer. We will stand strong and pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And so Luke 11, 5 to 6, the man realized that he had a problem. He had a challenge right in the midnight hour. But he also remembered that he had a friend whom he could trust. Ah, They had developed an intimate relationship, an unbroken fellowship a koinonia they had with each other. And so at midnight, in the time of need, he came, trusting, hopeful, and unashamed. He did not allow sleep or the dangers of the night to stop him from his mission. But boldly and purposefully, he drew on his garment 
and went out to seek help from his friend. People of God, the midnight referred to in this story represents not only the chronological time as we know it, but very difficult seasons of life whose dawn, if left to appear without any spiritual intervention, could bring shame, disgrace, and an evil report. That is the midnight. That is your midnight. What do you do in your midnight season? Let me tell you, to wake up from your slumber, my sister, wake up from your slumber, my brother. The Bible says in Matthew 13, 25, while men slept, while men and women slept, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. We cannot afford to sleep. Who is your friend? Can that friend be trusted 100% of the time? Is he dependable in the daytime as well as midnight? In the good and also the bad times, are you sure? Are you very sure? The Bible says a man of many companions may come to reign, but there is a friend who stays closer than a brother. I want to introduce you to this friend. His name is Jesus. When you develop your relationship with him through obedience to his word and faithfulness in prayer, he will not disappoint you in the midnight seasons. And with him, Though you plant in farming, you will reap a hundredfold. With him, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. With him, if you go through deep waters and great trouble, he will still be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. With him, if you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. People of God, the flames will not consume you. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Stand boldly in prayer and declare, it is written, I shall not fear. Fear not, for I am with you. He asked Moses, what is in your hand? Said the staff. He asked the woman, what do you have in your house? He said, nothing there at all except a little oil. And that was enough for God to use to bring about the miracle and manifest his awesome power and glory. You may not be eloquent, educated, or wealthy, but that's all right. You may not be a pastor, deacon, or deaconess without title, unknown, unseen, and unappreciated, but don't worry. What is in your hand? What do you have in your house? Prayer. What do you have in your heart? Prayer. What do you have in your mouth? Prayer. The prayer of faith. And God says, that is enough. I can use that. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and wonderful results. And the Bible says that power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Beloved, Prayer is not just an emotional outburst of words. It is not just a, a display of eloquence. It is not just a performance. Prayer is an attitude developed in the secret place. It's a spiritual lifestyle of communion with God. Five minutes here, ten minutes here, one hour here, two, three, four, and suddenly you can pray. You can stand and pray and forget even everything about you. 
strong warrior of prayer. Masakataya. Hmm. When all around you is dark and gloomy, lift up prayer. For the light shines through the darkness and the darkness will never extinguish it. When you are surrounded by enemies, lift up prayer. For those who are with you are more than those who are with them. When the enemy comes in like a flood, lift up a prayer. When the doctor gives you that negative report, lift up prayer. For nothing is impossible with God. When you've had that bad dream and you turn and toss in your bed, lift up prayer, lift up prayer, lift up prayer and say, not in this place, rise up in prayer, don't let sleep pull you down and you wake up in the morning and you are shaking and you are running to a pastor and you are running to every single person you see. Stand up in prayer, gather your family, gather your children, it is the hour of prayer. People may not understand you, but pray on. Some may not agree with you. Persevere. They may not like your style of prayer, but dig in and pray on. Confidently aligning your prayers with the word of God. And when the dust has finally settled, you will be standing strong and in the power of his might. Because the Bible says that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. But the violent take it by force. Did you hear that? The violence take it by force. No news should bring you down. Hmm. No enemy should bring you down. No witch or wizard should bring you down. I heard a story by Oedipo. He said sometimes some witch, you know, was displaying and all these kind of things. He went and he called the witch and he said, you, you, you work in the midnight I'll wait till midnight. He called him midnight. Called the witch. He said, let us go into the forest. Kabashakataya. Will you be able to do that? Ah, if it were you, you will seek some deliverance somewhere. Hmm, no. He said, let's go into the forest. The God who answers by fire. Let him be God. Let that be your story. Let that be your story. This is the midnight persistence in prayer. Luke, 7, Luke 11, 7 to 8. And he from within will answer, do not disturb me. The door is now closed and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and supply you with anything. I tell you, although he will not get up and supply him anything because he's his friend, yet because of his shameless persistence and insistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. The Bible, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, sums it in three words. Pray without season. Be earnest and unwearied and steadfast in your prayer life, being alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving. And you know, Jesus told the story in Luke 18, verse 1 to 8. You remember, he told the story about the woman and the judge, the persistent woman and the judge, wicked judge, didn't fear man or God. And the widow got up and said, grant me justice. And she kept at it. Every day, every night, he kept, she kept at it. Grant me justice. Grant me justice. Grant me justice. And you know what the judge said? He said, listen, even though I do not fear God or man, ah, what this woman is doing will worry me. And some versions say, what this woman is doing will kill me. 
So I better grant her justice. This morning, may the enemy who has stolen anything from you, may they return what they have stolen. May God grant you justice. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Ah, I tell you, pray at all times. Remember Daniel? There was a law that you cannot pray to anyone for these 30 days except you pray to the king. Daniel said, you don't know what, I've, what I know. You haven't seen what I've seen. He went to his upper room, threw the windows open, turned his face towards Jerusalem and lifted up prayer in thanksgiving. His enemies came and saw him praying. He was not afraid. You know the rest of the story. They put him in the lion's den, but God sent his angels and shut the mouths of the lions. This is a man of prayer. Persistence. Unafraid. Bold in the face of life and death. May this be your story. God will shut the mouths of the lions. I said, God will shut the mouths of the lions. They told Blam Batumio, shut up, shut up, shut up. We who have eyes, we are moving. And you without, I mean, shut up. <laughs> he sat there and said, you may have eyes, but you don't see what I see. He said, you may have eyes, but you don't see what I see. You are not sitting where I'm sitting. You are not wearing what I'm wearing. You are not feeling what I'm feeling. I shall not keep quiet. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He shouted above the noise of the crowd and Jesus Jesus heard him and he said, call him. Today God has sent his angels to you. He is saying, call him. God is summoning you to the throne of grace and mercy. He is saying, call him. God is summoning your child to the throne of grace and mercy. He is saying, call him. God is summoning you to the throne of grace and mercy. He is saying, call him. So I say to you, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who knocks, the door shall be opened for. Mm. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. And Jesus said until now, in John 16 verse 24, he said until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Why? Because we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. And his sacrifice is acceptable to God. And we are clothed in his righteousness before our Father. His blood speaks better things on our behalf. And in his name we ask and we receive. In his name we seek and we find. In his name we knock and the door is open for us. And the Bible says that let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. There is a song that says his love has no limits. His grace has no measure. 
and his power has no boundary known to men. But out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth and giveth again. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then know, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the heart of our Father. He loves to give. He is loving. He is compassionate. He is gracious. Like the prodigal son, his, uh, prodigal son who came to the father, his arms are open wide. He's looking out on the horizon for you, my daughter, for you, my son, for you, woman, for you, man. His eyes are always scanning the horizon for the man who is praying, for the woman who is praying, for the one who feels let down and is staggering and is coming and is in pain and is in shame and is in disgrace. His eyes are scanning the horizon for the one who is persevering even though the storms are rising and the fire is coming. His eyes are on the horizon scanning with his arms open wide for the one who feels that he is in sin and there is nothing that can take you from that sin. His eyes are on the horizon watching out for you. If only you lift up that weak hand and call upon the name of the Lord for he says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and so shall I be saved from my enemies. God is ready to give you. God is ready to hear your prayer. He is ready to save you. Beloved, this could be your transition period that will shift you into your breakthrough season. And so don't stop praying until you see the cloud in the sky, though it may look small as a man's hand. Don't stop praying until Goliath dies and Haman is hanged on his own gallows. Don't stop praying until you have touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Push the crowd aside. And every sin that is holding and weighing you down, put it aside. Throw away that garment and rise on your feet for he is calling you. Calling you. The Bible says in Isaiah 62 verse 6 to 7, O Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen on your walls. Watchmen, watchwomen, people who will not give up people of prayer. They will pray to the Lord day and night for the fulfillment of his promises. Take no rest, all you who pray. Give the Lord no rest until he makes Jerusalem the object of praise throughout the earth, until he comes true for you, until that sickness goes, until you get that job, until you are married, until you break forth in your breakthrough season, until that child comes, until your children finish their education and have a good marriage, until and until and until he says it is over. It is never over. We stand in prayer for he that has called that is faithful and he will do it. Death does not have the final say. Sickness and disease does not have the final say. 
The doctor does not have the final say. The pastor does not have this final say. The deacon does not have the final say. Your spouse does not have the final say. Your boss does not have the final say. Money does not have the final say. Lands, buildings, and cars do not have the final say. Education does not have the final say. Your enemies do not have the final say. Your expectations shall not be cast short. Your expectations shall come to pass. Beloved, your story will not end in shame. Your story will not end in disgrace. Remember Hezekiah, the prophet came and said, prepare your house, put your house in order, for God has said that you will die. Hezekiah said, your word is not enough. I know a God, I know a throne of grace and mercy. Who can change things? He went, and the Bible says, he turned his face to the wall and cried out to God in prayer. And before the prophet crossed the courtyard, the courtyard, God spoke to the prophet. He said, go back, go back. Today, God is telling somebody, go back. Go back. Where did you drop it? Go back and pick it up. Where did you leave off? Go back and continue. What have you stopped? Go back. The Lord is calling you. What ministry have you dropped and left? The Lord is saying, go back. Ah, where is your zeal? Where is your first love? God is saying, go back, go back, go back and pick it up. And he said, go back and talk to Ezekiel. I have heard your prayer. Ah, I have seen your tears. You may have cried in the rain. You may have cried in the storm. But God has seen your tears. Even in the rain when you cry, no one sees it. But God has seen it. He will come through for you today. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Rise up, shake the dust off yourself and throw away the false garment that the enemy has put on you. Take heart and be of good cheer. For God is faithful and he will help you. But people of God, when it seems like your prayers are not answered and you cannot hear from God and the heavens are shut on you, do a spiritual forensic audit on yourself and honestly examine your Christian life. And when the Holy Spirit reminds you of any sin, quickly confess it without any delay or excuse. Do not let the devil deceive you and fill you with pride and arrogance. This is your life. This is your destiny. You cannot play games with it. The battle is ultimately for your soul. Like the prodigal son, come back to the father. Come to your senses. Change your mind and come back to the father. You will receive a welcome. There will be celebration for you in heaven. Because it says, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. Nor is here too dull to hear, but your iniquities, iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face so that he will not hear. Ah, Psalm 51 verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. And listen to Ephesians 1, 7, 8. It says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. There is a song that says, There is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's vein, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. I come to tell you, don't just plunge in and come out. No, dive in and stay under the blood. Dive in and stay under the blood. 
the dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose his power. Till all the ransomed ones of God be saved to sin no more. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you. When I strike Egypt, you will live and not die. Let the blood of Jesus speak better things on your behalf. Let his blood bring your exemption from evil, exemption from sickness and diseases. Let the blood bring you exemption from pain and sorrow. Let it bring you exemption from lack. Let the blood of Jesus take you away from stagnation. Let the blood of Jesus take you from delays and denials. Exemption from limitations and boundaries. Exemption from failure. Exemption from rejection. Exemption from losses. Exemption from shame and disgrace. Let the blood of Jesus take you and give you exemption from untimely death. But when the Holy Spirit does not remind you or convict you of any unconfessing, then hold on tenaciously and continue to pray and wait on the Lord. Because the Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. People of God, this will be your story. This will be your song. And this will be your testimony. God bless you. Shall we rise on our feet? Shall we rise on our feet? I want you to lift up your hands to God. Lift up your hands to God. Lift up your hands to God. Ah, and one more tell, once more tell the Lord, Lord, strengthen my hands in prayer. Strengthen my hands in prayer. Revive me, O God. Revive me, O God. Ah, turn the tables around for my favor. Let there be abundance in my life. Let your rain pour upon me in the name of Jesus Christ. It shall not remain the same. There shall be a turnaround in my life. There shall be a turnaround in my home. There shall be a turnaround in my business. Ah, I see the wind of favor coming upon you. I see the cloud becoming like a rain. I hear the sound of abundance. I hear the sound of abundance. What they have not seen, what they have not heard, that is what the Lord will do. You are about to step into your season of breakthrough. As you pray and do not give up, you will step into your season of breakthrough. No one will stop you. No one will hinder you. Nothing will pull you down and nothing will push you down. Nothing will push you aside and nothing will hold you down. For you will stand like a man and woman of prayer and declare that indeed Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In Jesus' name, amen.